for the Thursday free fall on Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project. Good evening, everybody. It's Thursday night, or as I like to call it, Friday Eve here at Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project. And because it's Thursday, that means it's time for the Thursday free for all. That means we're going to have stories that will make you laugh, think, cry, get upset, fire a rant rocket, or six. And trust me, we have several that are worthy of the supernova rant rocket tonight. Anyway, I'm your host for tonight. I am Oddball Extreme, and I'm currently joined in line by two of my crazy cohorts. First, we have Red Ranger Tim. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Madea. We also have our A's and Magician on the line. Good evening to you, Madea. Hello. And we also have Sajo in the chat room. And I have a pretty good idea. Eyeshine will join a little later. That's nothing to worry about. So, we are well, good. Depends on how she feels, Shirley. I know. Oh, excuse me. And there's Ashley. She just joined the chat room. Hey, Ash. Hi, Ashley. Okay, next. All right. Well, anyway, um, here in Alabama, I, I, I feel like it's been raining 40 days and 40 nights, if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, blow up the ark. And by yeah. that, I mean, I mean, get it floating. Yeah, it's like, hey, can we go borrow that ark in Kentucky? <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's catching black for that. I know. But it's like, I got an idea. Let's go borrow that ark out of Kentucky. <laughs> All good things are wild and free. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but seriously, it's been raining here so much. Mom's been complaining. It's like, Mom, you're not the only one complaining. Nobody can get any yard work done. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we did our get... big rain on Saturday. Ninety percent chance of rain. We get anywhere from a half an inch to an inch, and guess what happens tomorrow? What we are planning? The wind is going to start blowing, and guess what? What we are bound to get winds here in the valley, twenty to thirty miles an hour. Sustained, I say. I assume. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Guess probably at least forty. Uh huh. But you know what? It's kind of yeah. cool shit now. Well, you know uh-huh. what I'm worried about, don't you? What? Oh, the There's Palo Verde a... trees. No, not so much that. There's a slight disadvantage to owning a satellite dish when there's a thunderstorm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you guess what that is, Tim? No idea. If you have a satellite dish, that's fine. But if you get a severe thunderstorm... Or a dust storm, or anything that kicks up shit in the air, you lose your signal, especially during thunderstorms. Oh yeah. So. Mhm. Oh, excuse me, my eye, my eye. My I butt, my butt. My eye, my eye. Or as Drew Carey would say, my ass, my ass, my ass. That my wasn't ass. Drew Carey. That was um, Wayne uh, Brady. Wayne Brady. I know. I love the look on Drew's face when he played that tape back and said, my ass, my ass. <laughs> His look was like, what? Have you ever watched some of the new... Um, um, I'll wait a minute. 
those lines or no have you ever seen some of um give me a minute to think okay oh some of the new um okay the new um family feud mhm Steve Harvey yeah he he one of the i remember watching it what the question was Name something that is passed around in church. Somebody mm. said a a joint. <laughs> and and Steve looked at the person and says, Oh, you are going to hell. <laughs> but my first thing that would have come to my mind is an offering plate. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get on with it. Ow, okay. Ow, oh, oh, fudge poop. Easy, easy. Oh, my shoulders stiff and sore. Okay, <sighs> now I've been waiting. I've been waiting to do this one because I posted this one back on Monday. Uh, now this is in Australia. You know those firefighters have you know they they're volunteer firefighters. They have lost work from their other jobs as a result. Now a man has said they're going to pay six thousand dollars. To all the firefighters, except for one problem. There are so many damn stipulations. Um, let's just say very few people are going to get that six thousand dollars. What are some of the stipulations? I'll tell you in a minute because this, to me, this is worthy of a supernova rant rocket. So, all right, the link is in there, and I'm going to go ahead and fire it off. So, everybody. Take cover now. Have your ass and duck your heads, people. Yeah. Well, anyway, here's the here's the full headline. The fine print that means very few volunteer firefighters can claim the $6,000 compensation Scott Morrison promises for their weeks away from work battling the bushfire crisis. I think it's chicken shit. I agree. So here's what's going on. Thousands of volunteer firefighters will miss out on Scott Morrison's plan to pay them $6,000 compensation because of the fine print. The scheme pays firefighters up to $300 a day in wages they lose by taking days off work to battle the bushfire crisis for weeks on end. But the fine print against the plan means few of the more than 100,000 volunteers will actually be compensated. So here's where the stipulations come in. Workers employed by big businesses, volunteering in support roles, unable to prove financial losses, or on a list of other exclusions won't get a cent. (laughs) So that's going to leave a huge chunk of them thousands of dollars out of pocket as they forego wages to keep Australian homes from burning to the ground. Now, uh, Queensland, New South Wales, and South Australia have signed on to the scheme, though Victoria and Western Australia have yet to do so. The unprecedented bushfire crisis means firefighters are away from their jobs for weeks at a time instead of the few days a year the system was designed for. To make up their lost wages, firefighters can claim up to $300 a day until they hit the $6,000 limit during the bushfire season. The payments are tax-free, so the $300 is calculated to cover the firefighters' usual take-home pay, not their their gross weekly earnings. 
Firefighters have to prove they actually lost income as a result of volunteering. So any time on a fire front on days off or outside normal working hours isn't included. That means if a worker went to their brigade after work and spent all night fighting fires, then showed up the next day at 11 a.m., they can only claim two hours. Seriously. That is a crock of bullshit. Yeah. Uh, compensation only kicks in after 10 days of firefighting, with the $300 only counted for the 11th day spent away from work. That means the average Australian worker would have to lose $2,465 before the government would start helping them out. Retirees and the unemployed are also ineligible, as they have no wages to lose while being on the fire front. This would likely even stop former Minister Tony Abbott from claiming payment because he lost his seat in the election at the election back in May. Workers using annual leave days to fight fires also can't claim anything as they are still being paid that day, even though it would ruin family holiday plans. Millions of Australian workers will be cut off they work for a company with annual revenue of more than $50 million a year. This would leave firefighters from bankers to check out workers with nothing, even if they are some of the lowest paid staff in the country. The exemption exists because it's assumed big companies can afford to support their workers with extra time off to battle bushfires. Mr. Morrison has encouraged businesses to accommodate their employees, and some have, but they are under no obligation to do so. Self-employed people can claim the compensation but must prove their business suffered financial loss as the result of them not being around. Drought-stricken farmers who are making little or no income due to crop failures or livestock that starve to death would therefore not qualify. Finally, volunteers can only claim their time spent in frontline roles actually holding a hose with the flames in their face. Therefore, those in supporting roles like catering, logistics, and administration will get nothing despite how critical to the firefighting operations they are. Brigades have previously told Daily Mail Australia that their personnel officers volunteer 60 to 80 hours a week organizing crews during the crisis. And that's it. I think that is bullshit. Yeah, that is bullshit. It's like these guys. It's like these guys are trying to protect other people's homes, and they're not going to get paid because of all these stupid stipulations. Or how about protecting other people's homes? There was one firefighter. I think can't remember where I saw it, but he mm-hmm. went up to fight a fire. I don't know if it was in Australia or the big fire in Canada. But he went up to fight a fire, and he was confronted by his house burning. But he couldn't stop to save his house because he had other houses to take care of. Mm-hmm. Try to figure that out. I don't want to bother. It's like, it's like, no matter what you try to do, you try to do something right, but it seems like it always still goes against you. Yeah. I'd like to see some of these rich bastards get out on that fire line and go through what those firemen are going through. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but honestly, but, you know, this, this, that's why, in a nutshell, I've stopped, I stopped trusting the American Red Cross a long time ago. Because I, because just after 9-11, I donated blood. The blood never went anywhere. So that should tell you something right there. Yeah. They do it to line the executives' pockets is what it is. Uh-huh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see. Here's another one. This I posted on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? No, Valentine's Day. Sorry. You're a few months late on that, aren't you, girl? Yeah, it's like, god damn it. I'm I'm tired. That's what's wrong with me. (laughs) Excuses, 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 Daenerys. Daenerys, Daenerys, Daenerys. Excuses, excuses, excuses. All right, Daenerys, Daenerys, Daenerys. Let's put it right Jim. Let's put it right Oh, I don't, I don't mind it. it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I have an idea. Let's, let's do it to Jan. Let's do it to Jan instead. <laughs> Oh, Tim, you remember um, Frodo's little song? Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck, fuck a duck. I finally got to the zoo. Fuck, fuck, fuck a duck, screw a kangaroo, finger banging orangutan, orgy at the zoo. I finally mm-hmm. shared that with my mom. She couldn't stop oh, laughing. For, she couldn't stop laughing for more than five minutes. Yeah. But, okay, we're getting off the track here. That's okay. Let's see. Um, Here's another story that will make you upset. Police attack Asian-American teen at school, accusing him of having the coronavirus. Okay. There's Aisha in the chat. Hi, Aisha. So many people in this world don't understand the coronavirus. It's not... Contaminating people by Corona beer. Mm-hmm. That's why you a lot of people that go on these tours need to decide where you're going and get legitimate shots. Yeah. Okay. And I don't Here's think the second. coronavirus is anywhere near as dangerous as people are saying it is. Yeah. Well, you know. They're erring on the side of caution, though. Yeah, that's I'm not true. Saying they sh- I'm, not, I'm not saying they shouldn't do that. I'm just saying people are blowing the whole coronavirus thing out of, out of proportion. I mean, go into your, your pantry or underneath the kitchen sink or wherever you happen to store your cleaning products. Grab a can of Lysol and look at the contents. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. This is not as dangerous as you think it is. Yeah, more people should be thinking about the flu here than the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, here's what's going on. This, like I said, this was posted on Valentine's Day last week. A 16-year-old boy in California's San Fernando Valley was physically attacked this week by bullies in his high school who accused him of having the coronavirus simply because he is Asian American. It is just the latest episode in a spree of racist incidents linked to the global health emergency over the novel coronavirus now named COVID-19. COVID-19. He went to the hospital originally and went to the emergency room. Robin Toma, the executive director of the L.A. County Human Relations Commission, said in a joint news conference with the Los Angeles County public officials on Thursday. They were taking MRIs to ensure he didn't have a concussion or other harm. According to CBS Los Angeles... Officials released neither the name of the student's school nor any further details about the attack, noting only that Los Angeles police are now investigating. 
Our goal is to send out accurate information to all of our 80 districts, reaching over 2 million children, said Deborah Duardo, L.A. County Superintendent of Schools, to tell them that there is no need for excessive fear, that there is very minimal risk of contracting the coronavirus, and that we will not tolerate any type of bullying. There have been 15 confirmed cases of coronavirus in the U.S. to date. Of course, that's probably doubled by the news, including eight cases in California. Those patients are being treated in medical isolation, and officials stress the virus is not currently spreading in the community. And while the outbreak originated in China, it has nothing to do with being Asian. Anyone who discriminates in that manner and puts out false information should be investigated, L.A. County Supervisor Hola Solis said in Thursday's news conference. And I understand the FBI is launching an investigation. There have been other incidents around the country where the Asian Americans have reported being targeted over unfounded fears of coronavirus. In Austin, Texas last week, Amy Wong Mock, uh, the president of the Asian American Cultural Center, told CBS Austin that when one of her staff members coughed at a local fitness club, uh, other patrons left. She just coughed a little bit because she was coming in from the cold air, and then people left, Mock said. That's a small cough, and people just left, like her, like the plague. She added, at least they left, they didn't attack her. In a similar incident, a Vietnamese-American eighth grader in Los Angeles named Dylan Muriano was sent to the nurse's office at his middle school on Wednesday because he coughed from swallowing water. He actually said to me, all the other students who are coughing, they do not, they don't get sent out, but they're not Asian. The boy's mother, longtime L.A. News anchor Lena Nguyen, told Fox 11, Take matters worse when the nurse feared Mariana to return to his classroom. The eighth grader alleges that his fears teased him about having coronavirus. This sort of this sort of outbreak fueled anti-Asian racism also occurred in 2003 during the SARS virus scare. But public officials cautioned that, this, that it is neither based in fact nor acceptable behavior. Many may be quick to assume that just because someone is Asian or from China, that somehow they are more likely to be carriers of the virus said Raman Toma of the L.A. County Human Relations Commission. We need to speak out against this when we see it. We need to speak up, not be bystanders, be upstanders. And the L.A. County School Superintendent noted the change in behavior neither likely starts with parents. Here is something children learn, Deborah Duardo said, as she stood with members of the Asian Pacific Policy and Planning Council. It doesn't naturally come to them. And that's the end. Okay, Eyeshine said the radiation treatments for her start on Monday. Eyeshine, uh, can Eyeshine hear me? Eyeshine, uh, if you can hear us, type something, please. I may do. I may just go and go on. Uh, okay, Eyeshine, I get my balloon in my breast on Tuesday. And I either go for one treatment after, or I go for my first two treatments when next Wednesday. Good okay. luck to you, girlfriend. Mhm. All right. But yeah, I mean, now uh, next I have is kind of a double-edged. Oh wait, this is what we need to do, Tim. This one, you're the one who posted this one, and it's right up my alley. The forced vasectomy at 50? Mm-hmm. I think that one's worthy of a rant rocket, a supernova, more than likely. 
It must be a supernova. I will not settle for anything less than a supernova. All right. Well, let me put the two links in here. All right. She said yes. She can hear you, Janet. Okay. Balloon Tuesday. I think radiation starts on Wednesday. I'll keep everybody as informed as I can. Yeah, and if there's a if there's a night you're not gonna feel like getting on the show, don't. Okay. Because remember, your health is important. All right. So now that we have the um, story in place, Supernova Rant Rocket, take two. <laughs> This is out of right here in my backyard. An Alabama lawmaker has proposed a bill that will require a man to undergo a vasectomy at age 50 or after he has fathered a specific number of children. HB 238, followed by Representative Rolanda Hollis from Birmingham, will require a man to undergo a vasectomy after the birth of his third biological child or within one month of his 50th birthday. The bill also says the procedure will be done at the man's own expense. Under existing law, there are no restrictions on the reproductive rights of men, according to the text of the bill. Hollis said many opponents have seen her bill as an outrageous overstep, but she counters year after year the majority party continues to introduce new legislation that tries to dictate a woman's body and her reproductive rights. Hollis calls her bill a means to neutralize last year's abortion ban bill and send a message that men should not be legislating what women do with their bodies. Let's see. Uh, Hollis was referring to a near-total abortion law that passed both Republican-controlled chambers of the Alabama legislature and was signed signed by Republican Governor Kay Ivey soon afterward in 2019. The law has no exceptions for rape and incest and would make performing an abortion at any stage of pregnancy a felon unless the mother's health is in danger. Designed as a direct challenge to Roe v. Wade, Alabama's law was blocked by a federal judge back in October. That's true. Hollis' bill was introduced to the House on Thursday and referred to the White House, referred to the House Judiciary Committee. It was filed the same thing as 1848, also known as the Born Alive Bill, was reintroduced into the Alabama House. That bill will require a physician to exercise reasonable care to save a child born alive after an abortion or an attempted abortion. And that's the end of the story. It's like, really? And... She needs to be removed from office. The bill needs to be canceled, and that needs to be the end of her political career. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't believe that men should have any control over women's reproductive mm-hmm. rights. I do not believe that at all. However, this is not the way you address the problem by joking that men should be forced to have this done. This shows us you're a fucking idiot. Who needs to uh, learn how things get done around here? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. That's why I vehemently condemn her fake bill and believe she needs to tender her resignation immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her intentions may be good, but that just went the wrong way right there. No. A guy should be responsible for his own reproductive rights. A woman should be responsible for theirs. 
Yeah. It takes two to fucking tango. Yep, exactly. Not one, not the other. Two to mm-hmm. tango. Yep. All right. I guess he's never heard the saying that two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. Oops. Or two wrongs make a left. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. And by the way, before I go on, here's a, here's a, here's what, here's something good for you. And Janet, you're going to know the answer to this. Um, What is a hurry-up? <laughs> The opposite of a hurry down. <laughs> well, ah! you're close. Okay, can I say it? Yes, a go hurry, ahead. A hurry up is a mixture of 7-Up and prune juice. Yep. <laughs> hurry up and go? Yeah, like it'll send you to the bathroom in a hurry. <laughs> I still say it's the opposite of a hurry down. Okay. Um, Now, this next story is from Cosmopolitan.com. A bartender posted a video of her $9.28 paycheck to shed light on the importance of tipping. Because, according to that check, she had worked 70 hours for only $9.28. Oh, my mom, she kind of went through that when she was a waitress at Monty's. Mm-hmm. She, she, most of your waitresses and waiters depend on their tips. Yeah. To make ends meet. Because mm-hmm. my mom had a bus hop. She had to tip the bus hop and she had to tip the bartender at the end of the night. If she didn't get tips, it would be very little to nothing she came home with. Mm-hmm. So I know exactly what that woman means. Yeah. Well, I think I think the right solution, honestly, would be to raise the wages and just forego tips altogether. Yeah. Because it really, it, it should be the employer paying the salary, not the customer. Mm-hmm. It's true. That is absolutely true. All right, let's see. Did I put the link in there or not? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. All right, well, anyway, um, here's what's going on. Now, before I go on, I'm going to read the comment. I'm not going to say the person's name. I do like tipping, but the math here makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. This is clearly a lie, but it worked. Actually, no, I'm afraid this is not a lie. This is real. All right, so anyway. One bartender in Texas is taking on the service industry's standard practice of paying low wages and the importance of tipping in a TikTok that shows just how small her paycheck is. Aaliyah Cortez uploaded a video of her paycheck on the viral platform and breaks it all down for viewers. And let's see, where's the blanket? There it is. Uh... Hell am I? So this is why you should always tip your bartenders and servers, anyone who waits on you or provide a service for you. She said. What was that? Uh, Cortez then pointed out. Oh, okay. Cortez then pointed out that she works 70 hours and gets paid two dollars and thirteen cents an hour. 
As if that's not bad enough, after federal taxes, Social Security, Medicare, she ended up with a paycheck of exactly $9.28 for 70 hours of work, she stressed. Of course, I got tips, but this is what I got for my hourly, Cortez said. This is why you tip. Cortez later spoke to BuzzFeed and said she decided to post her video to try to shed light on how the service industry pays the employees. Laws in some states allow tipped employees to be paid as little as $2.13 an hour as long as your tips get their average income up to the minimum wage of $7.25 an hour. As a result, a service industry employee's take-home pay is incredibly low. It's not, right. it's not right that we have to do this, but I want to shed some light on the abuse and inform the public about the importance of tipping, Cortez said. Some people pointed out in the comments of Cortez's post that people in the service industry get a bunch of tips, but Cortez responded by saying that not everyone tips well or even at all. I would like to well, you want to know something? What? Tip, if you do good service, now this is true, if you do good service, you should at least get some tip. Mm-hmm. But some people do not tip for crappy service. And there mm-hmm. are and there are other people like me that can't afford to tip. And right. people get the snarky attitude if you can't afford to tip then you shouldn't dine out. But that completely disregards the entire point. The point was mm-hmm. I went there to eat out, not to tip my service. And maybe right. the idea that tipping should be expected is, is, is not not the way it was, what, 20, 30 years ago, when whether you got a tip or not depended on the waiter or waitress doing a good job. It's now mm-hmm. become expected that you do it, and that's not right. It should be an optional giving by the customer as a means of thanking them for doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I get it. They're, like I get it. Their income depends on that. You know, that's not the customer's problem. That should be the employer's problem. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah, see. Well, where was I? Uh, some people point out in the cameras. In the comments of Cortez's post, the people in the service industry get a bunch of tips. Well, Cortez responded by saying that not everyone tips well or even at all. I would like to see the system change who pays our wages, she told the Daily Mail. Obviously, it should be our employers, but not. But uh, until that can happen, we'll have to rely solely on the generosity of customers. Another person in a follow-up TikTok said that, thank, uh, thank you people for watching and listening to her. I owe it to you guys, she said. And that's the end of that article, but for people, you, you, you cannot satisfy everybody, you know? That's always yeah, been the biggest It's like that old Ricky Nelson song goes, can't please everybody, so you got to please yourself. Right. In my case, it's I can't believe with somebody, and I can't believe I'm yelling with myself. <laughs> no, it's okay to talk to yourself. It's when you answer yourself back, you're in trouble. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, fuck cancer. We will fight you and win. Oh yeah, fight. Can- um, yeah, Stephen Mills. Stephen Mills been doing that fuck cancer campaign. I think since 2016. So I contribute every year because it's like good more sweatshirts, something I can use. <laughs> 
Okay, now when I have this next story, I posted this one today. Um, I'll put it this way. This is a good news story that's going to lead into another story where that other story, you're going to need a rant rocket. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you will need a rant rocket. All right, come on, come on, hand, get out of there. Okay, so let's put that there. I'm so sorry for being extra tired tonight. Oh, my. All right. Well, anyway, uh, this is the story. 12-year-old twins inspire Bill Witch. Yes, that's his name. W-H-I-C-H. No, it's not. Now I'm talking about my brain. See where my brain is? The bill oh is about my. the bill is about the law, not a guy named Bill Witch. Oh God. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, oh, somebody shit. hit me over. Can somebody please hit me over the head? So I can back Thank you. <laughs> now let's try that again. Down I it. go. 12-year-old twins inspire bill which would provide free feminine hygiene products in schools. So, it's not every day that 12-year-old girls inspire bills into the legislative session, but two twins in Montgomery just did it. Brianna and Brooke Bennett are the co-founders of Women in Training, or WIT, which began in July of 2019. After learning that 20% of American girls and women cannot afford menstrual products, Brooke and Brianna decided to donate their birthday money to buy products for women in need. My mom used to work at a school where her students would come up to her, well, her girl students would come up to her and ask for pads because they didn't have any. They use things like socks and tissue paper. Oh, my, said Brooke Bennett. WIT's signature program is the Wit Kits campaign, which provides three menstrual and dental hygiene products to low-income families and females. Now WIT is inspiring bills in the 2020 legislative session. Recently, State Representative Rolanda Hollis, sorry, Tim, it's her again, introduced HB 237. Now, here's the good news. Now, this one, I'm on board with her on this one. The bill would require schools serving 5th through 12th grade to provide free menstrual products in the bathrooms. There is one in five girls that don't have the products they need, um, and as a result, they are not able to go to school and or work. Uh, it is really an issue that we have tapped into here, and I'm just really proud, said Brad Bennett, the father of both Brooke and Brianna. So that pair of 12-year-olds is going to go far in the world. <laughs> I said, somebody's really tired. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I am really, 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 really tired. <laughs> oh, you left out one, really? Oh, I know. You're right. Really? Now, the reason now the reason I say that there was another story. This is out of India, but this is going to make you mad. Okay, mm. Indians, yeah, Indian students forced to remove underpants to prove they weren't menstruating. Rat rocket. Yeah. Supernova. Uh huh. I agree. Fire put away. The, yeah, give me. Let me put the link in here, like so. Good, it's the right one this time because I screwed up last night. <laughs> all right, so anyway. Oh, my. Um, all right, anyway, this one is definitely a supernova. So for the third time, take cover. Yeah! 
Okay, now, here's the story. More than 60 young women at a school in India have said they were forced to strip and show their underpants to teachers in order to prove that they were not on their period. Some 68 female students were told to undress after a used sanitary napkin was found in the garden of the Sajanand Girls Institute in the city of Bhuj. The principal abused and insulted us, asking which of us were having our periods. Two of us were, were menstruating set aside. One of the students put about him to ten times. Despite this, we were all taken to the washroom. There, female teachers asked us to individually remove our undergarments so they could check if we were menstruating. The college, located in Prime Minister Narendra Modi's home state of Gujarat, is run by the conservative Swaminarayan Hindu sect. The girls were informed about the hostile rules before they took admission, college trustee Previn Pindoria told the AFP news agency. I have called a meeting of the administrative committee, which will take action against the responsible persons. These rules include restrictions on menstruating females who are not allowed to enter the temple and kitchen, socialize, or touch other students or sleep inside the hostel, according to the local media reports. While menstruating, students may stay in the basement. In India's National Commission for Women says said it was investigating the incident. And believe it or not, menstruation is stigmatized in many parts of South Asia. It's not just in India. All right, so menstruation is heavily stigmatized in much of India and other parts of South Asia, where women are often forbidden from places of worship while on their period. According to UNICEF, in India, menstruation is considered dirty and impure, and during periods, girls are discouraged to attend school and stay at home. Now, the country scrapped a controversial tax on sanitary pads in 2018, which was seen as, an, as eliminating a major barrier to girls attending school. As many as 8 in 10 Indian women and girls are estimated not to have access to sanitary pads. In 2017, a 12-year-old girl killed herself after being shamed by a teacher in front of male classes for having a period oh. stain on her uniform. Oh. Are you okay? Bring the I'm having legs. Hey. Uh-oh. Oh. Try Still to stand listen. up and hold on to the, end, hey, the nightstand. Yeah. I'm sitting down. Okay. I know. Well, try standing I, I, up and stretch your legs. Just take it easy, okay? I'm fine. All right. Okay. Well, anyway, in neighboring Nepal, so-called menstruation huts are still widespread, with a recent study showing some 77% of of Nepalese girls are forced to sleep outside of their home while on their period. A large number of girls drop out of schools around puberty owing to lack of sanitation and privacy, wrote Vagashwari Deswal, a legal scholar at the University of Delhi, in response to the incident at the Sajanand Girls Institute. People need to know and understand that it is a normal physiological function of womanhood. Having periods is not something to be ashamed of. But honestly, that that that's getting, that is just sad. That parts of the world would um yeah, Sajid said that principle should be fired. It's tough to do because remember, this is this is India, not the United States. So, so the problem is we don't know what's going to happen next. Oh God, I'm sorry. Uh huh. But it, 
but it's just that I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm on mine right now. Okay, but I feel like, thank God, they invented these pads. Uh-huh. So I can still function. <coughs> but, but I, it, I mean, I'm thinking, seriously, this could be a future, far in the future, I think in one episode, where I actually get a guess for that. Um, You know, the stigma, the stigma of female hygiene. Uh-huh. But like I said, well, I would need time. I, need, I would need to have to get a. I probably need to get a guess for that one. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that one. Like not because the one I want to, the next one I want to do is do the Route 66 style because we're already got food fascinations. We've got secrets of the unknown. We might have a lot of attention to one, making an all Route 66 deal. Can I say something? Yeah. I started my period, my first period at nine years old at a friend's house. Before mm. my mom had a chance to explain to me what my period was. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it scared the ever loving <sighs> shit out of me. Mm-hmm. But once my mom explained it, excuse me, it made it, it a little easier. easier. <laughs> made it a little easier. Mm-hmm. Not too much, but enough. Yeah. Okay, and uh, I, I'm through. That's fine because you know it's obvious there's this, there's still a hell of a stigma in the south of Asia. Uh huh. Because Okay, go ahead. Because of their beliefs, they think that a menstrual cycle is demon possession. Mhm. Or some such thing like that. Yeah. It probably is. You know, because um, how do you explain to someone who believes that a period is caused by spirit that it is a very, very legitimate thing? Yeah. Or how about the women's in South Africa? Yeah. You know, that mm-hmm. live in the tribal villages that are under the rule of males. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, it's it's still I mean, you know, it's great we got products here in the US. It's just around the world that's not always the case. No, not at all. In a lot of cases because of religious beliefs, it's like seriously? Yeah, right. It's like, yeah, whatever. Okay, well, I think it's time to change the topic. Yeah. All right, so let's see. Um, let's see. I think iShine posted this. Uh, let's see. Um, you know, you you know, if you've got long enough fingernails, you get to decorate them and all. Sometimes you like little pieces of artwork. Well, <laughs> get ready for a laugh on this one. Penis nails. Penis nails? Yep. That's right. Penis nails. Penis. <laughs> yeah, and they I shine for this one. <laughs> okay, is it in Facebook chat? It is now. Okay. Oh, I do want to read that. Okay, well anyway. 
Uh, penis nails are the latest beauty trend. <laughs> it's true that we've seen plenty of unusual and wonderful beauty trends over the past few years. Maybe they're not to everyone's taste, but these fashions inevitably come and go, and some are more popular than others. Recently, other Instagram users have started decorating their nails with tiny hands. We've had long fake toenails, temporary nose jobs, and crystal freckles. But now we might just have uncovered the strangest and oddest beauty trend ever seen on the internet. People are painting penises, tiny penises, on their nails. (laughs) (laughs) Including some that are squirting. Yep. (laughs) Let's see. Now, it might seem unusual for predilection predilection uh, to want to draw male genitalia on yourself. Indeed, that's what the author thought when she first heard about this. But according to a recent article by Allure magazine, there's actually an important reason why this new trend has taken off recently on Instagram. For Allure, it seems that it seems as though the penis nail trend is actually a method employed by a social worker named Heather Hampton uh, I will not say the handle, as a way of humorously distracting her clients. Can I for say the handle? Yes. Sissy Boys L.A. Party. Uh, Sissy Boys La Party, yep. But anyway, she does it as a way of humorously distracting her clients who are HIV positive and dealing with homelessness. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's sharp. Uh, Allure reached out to Don, Donna Gear, the mastermind artist behind the penis theme manicures, and admin of the Hey Nice Nails account on Instagram, who stated that Heather's charges were able to joke around with Heather about it and make a hard situation feel a little lighter. Don and Heather allegedly first worked together on their penis-inspired project in 2018. I hope I can keep a straight face. Uh, but apparently Heather has been putting pro-sex manicures since 2017, having condoms, vibrators, and butts emblazoned on her digits to amuse the people she works with. So there you have it. Although it might seem strange, there's a method in thinking behind the unusual nail designs. And as you can see from the post above, it's even inspired some other people to follow suit. <laughs> wow. I like some of that nail art that says yeah. bang. Mm-hmm. But that's right. We now have penis nails. <laughs> She's been getting pro sex manicures for three going on three years now. Right. And boy, I would be able to use that tomorrow on Mad Libs. <laughs> yeah, not just the penis, but the penis nail. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it may sound it may sound like what the fuck, but no, actually, there's a good reason behind this. So, I say kudos to her for that. You know, trying to make trying to lighten things well, up for people. Thank God those people were not easily offended. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a bit of an update. Uh, remember last night I was talking about George Zimmerman? He wanted to sue for $15,000. Turns I out that bastard gets laughed out of court. No, yeah, he actually, I did not realize this. I saw this in the news this morning. He's suing them for $267 million. What did you say last night? I said 15000 Shit. He ain't going to get it. 
No. He's not going to get a penny for that. No. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if the judge does this. <laughs> get it out of here. I'm throwing out this lawsuit. Because honestly, it's like it's like we were saying last night. When is Zimmerman going to just shut up? Oh, damn. We hit 80 degrees today. Oh, wow. Uh, we only hit like 53 today. It's supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be colder tomorrow. I only got up to 24. Yeah, I saw that post. Yeah, I saw that post you had. And yes, I thought it over and I decided that yes, I would like to trade with you. Okay. Yeah, prepare, trade his for for the my twenty nine. <laughs> yeah, prepare well, for the deep freeze. Deep freeze. <clears throat> well, I'm not gonna feel the deep I may feel a bit of a deep freeze, of course it depends on here because it's supposed to be thirty three degrees here tonight, so I'll trade you a little bit. Well, Maybe we can find we can come to a reasonable compromise. <sighs> oh yeah, how'd you said? Oh God, George Zimmerman can really go fuck himself. Yeah, you're right. Yes, he can. Because honestly, more than I think one, all he's more than one all, demon. Yeah, all he all he's after is attention. He wants, hey, I want the spotlight on me. If it's not on me, then I'll do, I'll sue. It's like really. How about America just sue the pants off of him? Yeah. He ain't got much left after the Trayvon case. Might as well mm-hmm. sue him for what he's got left and leave him with nothing. Then yeah. we can turn our attention to the 45 and sue the pants off him, too. Yep. I mean, after well, all, he doesn't need his border wall, so let's knock it down. He doesn't yeah. need his precious Trump tower to knock it down, too. Yeah. Janet, are you okay? I am looking at the picture of this hand. It's a gif, but this hand is holding a giant cent- African centipede. Ooh, that okay. That sucker looks like it's about 14 inches long. Uh, as, as long, long as yeah, the black millipede, I. Oh yeah, remember that giant cricket at feel in front of Felix's? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll put it this way, Tim. When Janet, Janet and I went down to Mobile, we ate lunch at uh, Felix's restaurant. And just before we came in, though, there was a huge cricket that landed right near Jan- right landed on Janet. And I, oh it, it, it was harmless. It was harmless. Freaked right. you out, though. It was harmless. I go, okay, let's get you down on the ground so we can go in. Yeah. I'm going to look for <laughs> something. Hold on. Okay. But yeah, that was that was that was that was like <laughs> that was a weird that was a weird ass trip right there. It's like what the hell are they all? All right, I like that. I still I'm still laughing on the penis nails. It penis, wasn't a wetter. Uh-huh. It wasn't a wetter. That's what they nope. call the giant crickets down in Australia. All right. Now, I more than likely will not be going to this, but the um, the uh, there's the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo that's on April 18th and 19th. Now, here's the name, here's the list of the guests, and 
some and some of these you might get really happy with, Tim. Uh, number one, Jason Jameis Frank. Woo! Yeah, he's going to be there. Uh, Chris Claremont. I know he is a comic book writer. Uh, Mark Wade, I believe he's also a comic book writer. Chris Sullivan, not sure who he is. I'll have to look that one up. Sean Gunn, I believe that is James Gunn's brother. Uh, Kane, the wrestler. Scott Hall, the wrestler. Uh, Gates McFadden and Marina Sirtis from Star Trek The Next Generation. And I'm so I was so fortunate I already got to meet him. Rob Paulson. Yeah, baby. Yeah, the one, of course the man who said. Shut up. <laughs> Woo. Yep. And so you have James Murr Murray. Not sure who he is. Uh, Cooper Andrews. He's been on The Walking Dead. He was also the dad in Shazam. So it's good to see him. That. Os Os Osric Chow. Uh, he'll be joining the Lenses of Tomorrow very soon. Because he was just he was just uh, in the crisis last month. And he was also on a regular on Supernatural. Let's see, Samantha Smith and Kim Rhodes, I believe they're also from Supernatural. Let's see, uh, Aaron Zek and Barbara Dunkelman. Not sure they are, but it looks like they do voices. They do voices, and along with Kara Eberly and Lindsay Jones. And uh, here's a good one, Larry Kenny. Yes. Yep. Larry Kenny himself. If you do, and, if you do go, I'm gonna need some of them autographs. Uh, well, especially I don't know. J- especially JDF and Rob Paulson. Yeah. Well, and let's Larry see. Larry Kenny. Yeah. Well, let's see. Um. Now, let's see. April needs a Saturday. That may depend on my job situation. If I have to work that Saturday, that's gonna be out of the question. So, let's see. Here's another pair of names: Paul Sh- uh, Paul Schreier and Jason Narvey. Balkan Skull. Woo! Woo! I need their <laughs> autographs too. Let's see. We have Noah Hathaway. He was the kid in uh, uh, the Neverending Story. Neverending Story. Yep. I wouldn't mind having his autograph either. I love the Neverending uh, Story. Yeah, let's see. There's Claudia Wells. Uh, Sunday uh, Street voice villain. Uh, voice of Krillin in Dragon Ball Z. Oh, let's see. Did you say Claudia Wells? Yes. As, who played uh, Jennifer in the first Back to the Future? Ah. I believe. Uh huh. Well, let's see. Uh, here's some other ones. Uh, DJ Trey. I don't know. Jonathan Lipnicki. I remember him. He was the he was the kid in uh, uh Jerry Maguire. Mm hmm. Let's see. Aaron. Lopresel, I guess. I can't have trouble reading it. Uh, Ricky Simmons, have no clue. Now, the only other name I'm familiar with is Maurice LaMarche. Yeah, I have his autograph, too. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it both him and Rob Paulson that... Uh, Pinky and the know, Brain? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't think uh, Rob Paulson was, was part of the Pinky and the Brain. No, uh, Rob Paulson was Pinky. Rob okay, here, was well, yeah. Okay, so I'm right then. They, they, they mm-hmm. yeah, the two are pinky and the brain respectively. Correct. Okay, I, for yep, some reason I, I wasn't sure whether Rob Paulson did one of the two voices or not, but I knew Maurice Lamarche did at least yeah. one of them. Right, but at least now, now you know. Rob was pinky. Maurice was the brain. 
What are we going to do tonight, Brain? Hey, what are we going to do tonight, Brain? The same thing we try to do every night, Pinky. Try and take over the world. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha, perfect. I didn't do Pinky very good, but... Oh, that's all right. Narf. (laughs) Oh, I was going through. Surely, I'll work with you tomorrow. Okay. That's fine. But, but you know, it, it, you know, I really want to be careful because you know I've got my job situation. Like I said, if I have to work that Saturday, then this con is out of the question. Uh-huh. Because, the, honestly, the only one autograph I personally need is Larry Kenny. <laughs> but do I really want to go well, all the way up there to... JDS is one of the two remaining original Power Rangers I need autographs for. The other one being Amy Jo Johnson. Tui Trang is out of the question because she sadly passed away. Correct. But of the other five, but of the other five originals, I have three already. Yeah, and Amy Jo and JDM. Yeah, Amy Jo, she rarely does conventions. I'll tell you that right now. Where? I would probably have to go to Power Morphicon to have a chance at that one. Yeah. Yeah, Image of Johnson rarely does conventions. So. I mean, I'll tell you right now, she's a a tough one. (laughs) Well, where there's a will, there's a way. Yep. Maybe we'll get lucky one day and it'll be be possible. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right, well, anyway, we are down to about two minutes. Yes, we have really flown tonight. Time's fun when you're having flies. It was by the hair of my chin, chin, chin that I actually got Walter Jones' autograph. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for the fact that we got Walter Jones to to our first convention here in Montgomery. (laughs) And the circumstances under how that happened. Yeah. The autograph that I received. Yeah. Because it still blows my mind the fact that I was that I got to pick up I got to pick him up at the airport, um, and I got to take him down to the Hookabara place on Madison uh, Avenue that night. <laughs> so, and you got to talk with the Power Ranger all the way too, didn't you? Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, real, nice, real, yeah, real cool guy. All right, well, anyway, we are running out of time now. So, of course, tomorrow night is the All Out Review and Naughty Mad Lib show. How many shows oh, tomorrow please. night? Uh, I'm gonna shows? have, I'm gonna have five. Um, su- uh, Batwoman, Supergirl. Oh, uh, not Black Thunderbirds or Go. Uh, hold on, no. Oh shoot, Supergirl. No, Batwoman, Supergirl, The Flash, Legend of Tomorrow, and Clone Wars. Because guess what? At midnight, it the seventh season starts. So, any chance for ninety minutes? <laughs> you know what? I'll try. Depending on how I'm feeling tomorrow night, I'll try it. But if I can get my reviews, if I can do like a one, a total of five minutes on all the shows, we can get it. Woo! That's what I'm going to shoot for. I'm going to see if I can do all the shows in five minutes. So. Because I have gotten pretty good about that now. So anyway, um, 
please, yeah, please remember to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us on our website, beyondtheairwaves.weebly.com. If you ever miss an episode, there are three ways to catch up. First is the Stitcher.com app, available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search on the podcast, right on the airwaves, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken juice. Everybody have a great night. Sleep well. Stay safe. And we'll see you tomorrow for the All Out Review and Naughty Man Live Show. tonight. Have a great night, and remember... You... I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. (laughs) You stuttering prick, you. Shut up! And I've got this. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm good. Oh, shit! All right. And finally, last but not least, I'm going to do this one. This is the voice of the Mysterons. We know you can hear us, Earthmen. This is a red alert, not a stroll around the deck. Move! Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) All right. That is all for tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. Honey Badger doesn't give a shit. Oh, yeah. we got to get that one in there. I'm sorry, sweetie. Honey Badger doesn't give a shit. There we go. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, that's all for tonight. Have a great night, and we'll see you tomorrow. Night, y'all. Take care, yeah. everybody. Jana. Buenas noches, mis amigos.